Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Colossians. Today is episode 605. We're looking at Colossians chapter 4, verses 15 through 18. Let's read our passage. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters in Laodicea, and to Nympha and the church in her home. After this letter has been read at your gathering, have it read also in the church of the Laodiceans. And see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And tell Archippus, pay attention to the ministry you have received in the Lord, so that you can accomplish it. I, Paul, am writing this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. This is Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. He's been dealing with a problem in the church in Colossae. He's finished all the instructions to them and is now finishing the letter itself. The conclusion was three parts. It was mentioning the two men that he had sent from Rome to Colossae. And then he gave greetings from his fellow workers in Rome. And then this is the last part where he's just wrapping everything up, giving his own personal greetings. Verse 15, he says, Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters in Laodicea. Laodicea is a town about 10 miles away from Colossae. They're both along the Lycus River in the Lycus Valley. He mentioned Hierapolis in a previous section. He doesn't mention it here. It's not necessarily on the main road. No reason for why he did mention it before and not now. But he specifically mentions Laodicea here. And then he says, Into Nympha and the church in her home. Now, since he mentioned Laodicea in the first part of verse 15, and then in verse 16, he mentions Laodicea again, most people say Nympha is probably a person in Laodicea or near Laodicea with a house church that meets in her home. Maybe. Uh, it, it's hard to say, but that's it's not a bad inference. And the, we have to remember that Churches didn't have church buildings then. Very few buildings could house a, a church of a substantial number of people. So in many towns where there was more believers than could meet in a single house, they met in a variety of house churches, almost like small groups. And then they're tied together with their common faith and interaction with one another. Number 16. After this letter has been read at your gathering, have it read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. Okay, there's a lot of debate here. First, the letter from Laodicea. What is that? And there's all kinds of theories, and some just have trouble believing that a letter from Paul got lost. And so they try to come up with ways that we didn't really lose it. Maybe it just got relabeled. Some say the letter from Laodicea is really the letter to Philemon, that Philemon really wasn't in Colossae, that Philemon is really in Laodicea. Others say the letter to Ephesians got circulated as a regional letter, and that came to Laodicea, and then that would get passed on to Colossae. Some say that the Laodicea letter really is what Ephesians used to be, but it got relabeled as Ephesians. So all kinds of ideas. I think the simplest explanation is Paul wrote a letter to Laodicea, and it did not survive. Because we know there are letters of Paul that did not survive. The tearful letter that he sent 
the Corinthians that he mentions, that he sent, that we don't have. We know there are letters of Paul that were not preserved. But his point here is, I'm sending a letter to you. I'm sending a letter to Laodicea. And I want you guys to exchange letters so you can both read the other letter. Now, is it because they have similar issues? Could be. The fact that some of these errors are creeping into the church in Colossae may also be some influences in Laodicea, and they need to see them. It also shows that the letters are different enough that exchanging them will help both churches. Antichicus went to Ephesus, dropped off the letter to the Ephesians, then probably stopped at Laodicea on his way to Colossae, where he delivered the letter to Philemon and the Colossian church. So it made sense for Tychicus to drop off another letter to the Laodiceans. And verse 17 says, And tell Archippus, pay attention to the ministry you have received in the Lord so that you can accomplish it. Well, Archippus is mentioned in the first part of Philemon. Philemon verse 2 he says, to Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church that meets in your home. So he referred to Archippus there as a fellow soldier and mentions there's a church that meets in his home. So we don't know much more beyond that. And here he tells them, pay attention to the ministry you receive so you can accomplish it. One popular theory is since he's mentioned prominently in the beginning of Philemon, he could be Philemon's son. Yet in this section, it seems it's focused on Laodicea. So is he the son of Philemon, but actually lives in Laodicea and has a church in his home there? It's hard to say. You really can't say. And so we've got to be careful about trying to conjecture too much here and read too much into it. All we know is our chip is somebody that Paul knows, Paul cares about, at least Paul's heard about, and there's a church that meets in his home, and Paul is encouraging him to lead that group of people. He wraps it up in verse 18. I, Paul, am writing this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Now, it's commonplace to dictate letters, and we know Paul did that. Paul dictated letters. And then to authenticate the letter versus just signing your name, you would write a greeting at the end. So versus just the signature, love and kisses Paul, he writes, I, Paul, am writing this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains, grace be with you. Now remember my chains. What's the point there? Is that just a, basically an offhand request to pray for me? Things aren't going well. Or is it Remember my chains in that it's because of my service to Christ that I am here in chains and continue to be here in chains. This is a high calling to follow Christ, and it might cost you something. I, I think it's all those things together. Just a reminder of the importance of the centrality of following Christ, and that it might get you in trouble with the world. And the closing grace be with you. That's just a, a standard wish for God's grace upon them. Was completes Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. We see some things from this one is that there's probably another letter that went to Laodicea that did not survive. 
Paul was dealing with a problem in the church. The church was being led astray. They were looking to be more spiritual, but they were looking in other places. That's a warning for us. Be careful where we're looking for instruction, looking for spirituality. We've got to stick with the Bible. We've got to stick with the Word of God. Be careful we don't start looking for special experiences, special excitement, special knowledge. Stick to the gospel. Stick to following Christ. So whatever became of the church at Colossae? There's not much there now. Just some ruins, basically. It's hard to say. Uh, the history isn't complete there. One thing that raises an interesting question is in Paul's letter to Timothy, 2 Timothy. Remember, 2 Timothy's maybe six or seven years after this letter. He says in 2 Timothy 1, 15, you know that all those in the province of Asia have deserted me, including Phygelus and Hermonges. What does that mean? And there's a lot of debate, of course, about this. All those in Asia have deserted me. Well, we know not every single person in Asia has deserted Paul. So this is a letter to Timothy, who's in Asia, leading a church in Ephesus. It seems there's been a falling away by a lot of churches in Asia, which might well include the church in Colossae. We know in John's revelation, the seven letters to the seven churches are all in this particular area. The churches are basically in a circle, starting with Ephesus and working around to Laodicea. And many of them have got some serious problems. So there may have been something of a falling away later in Paul's ministry. Is it perhaps because of Paul's persecution? of Paul's suffering, Paul's second imprisonment, and his then condemnation to the death penalty. Is it because of that? Paul's a criminal in society's view that people are backing away from Paul, saying, I don't know, we really want to be associated with him. Now, is the statement, all those in Asia have deserted me, is that applicable to the Colossians? We don't know. But it is an interesting question. We know we don't really hear anything about Colossae from here on out. So there's probably not a whole lot that does go on there. Is it a result of the problem that Paul was dealing with here in the letter to the Colossians? We just frankly don't know. But the warning of Colossians is focus on Christ and Christ alone. Don't be looking for other places for how to be spiritual. This wraps up our study of Colossians. Uh, join me next time as we start looking at Ephesians.